0: Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Monday, March 7, 2022. Stand up for your country. So I hope you read my column posted on BillOReilly.com called Defeating Putin. So I'm not going to run it down for you tonight. I'd like you to read it slowly. Um, I think it's an entertaining column, but it also has uh, a strategy on how to break uh, an evil man who's hurting Thousands and thousands of people, actually millions of people. If you're forced from your home, I mean, that's, that's a real injury to you and your family. But anyway, um, defeating Putin is the name of the column. And the talking points memo this evening is Putin the rich guy. OK, so let's run it down. Um, he may be the richest man in the world, Vladimir Putin. And he made his money by shaking down oligarchs and business leaders in Russia. That means if you want to do business, all right, in Russia, that Putin has to get what they call in the mafia a taste, right? You have to pay him for the privilege of doing business in Russia. So according to some estimates, um, he has amassed a $200 billion plus fortune. All right. And that is the reason I was wrong in predicting that Putin would invade Ukraine. I said he would not because he has so much to lose himself and he will lose. Um, so anyway, let's run down uh, where Putin's money is. Very instructive. Um, the communist communists, they, they are kind of, but uh, the Russian government pays him about two hundred thousand um To be the head of the state. All right. Um, he has eight official residences. <laughs> eight. Um, so Biden has two: the White House and Camp David. Putin has eight. Just that, and the Russian government picks it up. Okay. And then he's got all kinds of property outside of Russia. Um, And he has his money stashed in a number of offshore tax havens, Um, Monte Carlo, which is Monaco, where allegedly his mistress lives part of the time and in the other part of the time she lives in Switzerland. And the rumor is he has four children, but nobody really knows. So Putin never talks about his private life. And if you're in Russia and you talk about Putin's private life, you may disappear very quickly. All right, so he has a $1 billion vacation home on the Black Sea. All right, it's called Putin's Palace. It's got a spa, movie theater, tea house, wine cellar, casino, pole dancing disco, helipad, hockey rink, a church. I guess you go there right after the pole dancing disco. Um, Gold-plated John's, a swimming pool, a gym and everything else you could possibly imagine. Now, is it really a billion-dollar home? Probably not, but that's what they say. But it's, you know, I think it's 100,000 square feet, something like that. He's got a yacht called The Graceful, and that's valued about $100 now. Here's something fascinating. Two weeks before Putin invaded Ukraine, he moved that yacht from Hamburg, Germany, to Russia. Now, Russia owns a slice of territory on the Baltic Sea called Kaliningrad. And that's where Putin's yacht is now, so nobody can seize it. As you may have heard, the oligarchs' yachts all over the world are being seized, taken away from them because of the sanctions. But Putin knew. So he moved this yacht on February 7th. Okay? He knew what he was going to do. And uh, so his just his fortune is just incalculable and it's all because he stole it. He extorted money. He didn't make it. He's a gangster. But the fact that Putin put everything at risk, all his personal wealth, his mobility, his reputation, everything means that he is troubled, to say the least. That's an understatement. And that makes him more dangerous. So, if he's willing to lose all of this and blow up his own country, which he is, that's a madman. For what? Okay. So, Russia itself is now, as you heard, I'm sure, blocked Facebook and Twitter. Uh, They have passed a law. If you criticize the Ukraine invasion in Russia, that is a crime. Okay, you could get three years in prison. um, And that's if you are in the media, if you are on the street and uh, protesting, they will put you in jail. And according to Reuters news service, I don't know how they would know this, but that's what they're reporting. Forty three hundred people, Russians who uh, demonstrated against the Ukraine action have been taken into custody. I can't verify that at all. I don't know how they, they get that. But you know what the deal is over there. So the Russian ruble uh, has collapsed. The economy is collapsing. Two more weeks of this, it'll probably be over for the Russian economy. And the big controversy is about you know, buying Russian oil uh, and all of that. Okay? And we're going to get to that uh, in the Biden uh, section. The latest in Ukraine, 1.7 million people have fled the country, according to the U.N., the largest exodus since World War II. 1.7 million. Now, they're going to a number of countries, but primarily Poland. So that means the West, EU, America, we're going to have to pay Poland to uh, house and feed these people. And then, you know, some are going to Romania, some uh, Slovakia, all the countries at border. Uh, Ukraine. This is according to UN as well. Uh, Civilian casualties, 800, uh, 400 killed, 800 hurt. 400 killed, 800 hurt, according to UN. Um, And these are civilians. These aren't combatants. Hard to get combatant uh, information because there are no reporters at the front. Ukraine is not a reliable source of reporting. Obviously, they're going to jack it up. So all in all, this is a uh, disaster. Obviously, everybody in the world knows it's a disaster. Um, Putin's got to go. I don't think you can keep him there. Um, As I say in the column, you got to break him. Now, there are a lot still keep getting mail about bombing and no-fly zone. and Just a simple equation. The world is not going to support a nuclear war against Russia over Ukraine. They're not. Okay? So, Putin knows that. Now, if Putin invades NATO, a NATO country, then it gets very, very dicey. Then uh, NATO would have to shoot back. by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com, use promo code Bill at checkout. All right, so joining us now from Hamburg, Germany is Dr. Aaron Rhodes. He's a human rights advocate, senior fellow in the Common Sense Society. I wanted to get, Dr., your view from Europe. Um, There's low-level hysteria here because of the rising gas prices and the falling stock market in the USA what's going on over there where you are
1: well bill I'm an American citizen and I you know for me Germany is sort of a pit stop it's like a, a place to live and I'm, I have my family here so I'm really not such a good person to give a, a good gauge of uh, German public opinion or political uh, movement but it, it seems to me that life is the same here. I, I don't notice any uh, hysteria. There's no panic buying in, in, in grocery stores. There's there's what there is, is, however, which is interesting, is a, a major change of, of public opinion as regard Russia. Um, the government has done a complete turnaround in their policies. Uh, they um, are... Realizing that energy dependence on on Russia is is a bad thing, and they're realizing that uh, they're they have been underpaying their uh, defense spending. They have they, got, they they have now pledged to bring up their their defense spending uh, as part of NATO. And these are big big changes, um, and they have occurred <laughs> very quickly. Um, and this is this is a very very notable.
0: Would it be fair to say that Putin has united all of Europe against him, or are there dissenters?
1: Oh, sure, there are dissenters. Um, uh, you'll find small pro-Russian demonstrations in many European countries. Uh, uh, but in general, um, the, m- people are outraged by this war, um, and they, they, I think uh, they didn't believe such a war could happen. So it's kind of a wake-up call for a lot of European populations.
0: Um, The shock of realizing that uh, give peace a chance and the peace movement, the green movement to some extent, because the green movement is responsible um, for uh, Europe's weakness. You know, it used to be, and I I guess you know this, uh, it used to be in Germany that uh, they harvested a lot of natural gas on German soil. Well, the greens knocked that out. So they have to buy natural gas from Putin. And so it it looks like a lot of liberal um, tenants are falling by the wayside because of this aggression by Russia. Would I be wrong on that assessment?
1: No, I don't think so. Um, But it's, you know, you have to remember that prior to this invasion, the, a lot of the peace movement uh, types we're taking a very pro-Putin line. Uh, this was NATO's fault. This was America's fault. Uh, aggression on the part of neoliberalism, uh, and so on. I, I think there's a there's a there's a, a tendency to blame America first in a situation like this, and it's a kind of residual hangover from uh, the past.
0: What about the media in Germany, where you are? Um, Are they anti-Putin now, like most of the media here is? Not all of it. um, But most of the media in America is anti-Putin. Is it the same in Germany and the rest of Europe?
1: I I think it's becoming much more uh, anti-Putin, if you can call it that. and that's what I was mentioning before. There's been a very quick change, and uh, and now the all the so-called the Putin versteers, so-called the Putin understanders. This was a kind of tendency in German German political thought to to try to try to uh, understand Putin and, and give him some credit. They're very quiet, and um, maybe they they uh, even deny that they once had those views
0: yeah okay i'm glad to hear all of what you're saying final question for you you're a human rights advocate and you know you're going to be looking at three million refugees out of ukraine at least before this is over you're going to be looking at thousands of civilian deaths and you know children brutalized for the rest of their lives so i don't see it possible that putin just goes back even if he says well yeah we'll have a ceasefire I don't see if it's possible that he goes back to where he was. Do you?
1: No. And Putin is going to come under indictment from uh, the International Criminal Court and uh, maybe some other bodies. So, but Why uh, would this
0: guy do this if, he, if he's ruined his whole life, as I laid out, his whole, you know, all the money he stole he can't spend, can't float around on his yacht anywhere. <laughs> They'll grab it. Why I think the guy's a madman. What do you say?
1: I, I don't think he's a madman. I think he's living in a different mental universe than we are. And and uh-huh. he under, he interprets history differently than we do. And he and he sees the destiny of his country and his own personal uh destiny differently than we do.
0: Yeah, but he got to know how much trouble he's in. I mean, he's even threatening, you know, now sanctions are an act of war and i got my nuke boys on it he's got to know that he's toast last word
1: well i hope you're right i hope he is
0: okay doc i appreciate it stay safe over there hamburg germany dr aaron rhodes all right let's go to uh president biden he's got nothing on his schedule i'm not going to give him any uh heat for that i assume that that he's uh working on a number of things here in the ukraine situation Um, I have uh, said that he hasn't screwed it up. I would have done pretty much what he has done on the sanctions. He's got to be careful about the Russian oil situation because part of the deal he made with countries like Italy and Germany is, look, we're not going to cut off all your fuel. Okay, we're going to still allow them to ship, them being the Russian uh, oil companies, but you're going to have to get away from it. These deals are made that we don't hear about, but I know that in order to rally all of NATO and all of Europe, he had to say, we'll wean off the Russian oil rather than cut it cold, or he wouldn't have gotten the support. However, the screw-up, the massive screw-up that Biden did the first day he was in office by attacking the American oil companies and fossil fuel companies is... It, 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 I don't know even know the word it's so bad. just that alone, okay means Joe Biden's not qualified to be president, because he's weakened us so badly to fight Putin and to do sanctions. If Alaska were untapped, okay, unleashed, they could supply 30, 40 percent of the world's oil needs, just Alaska. Right, But no, federal government shuts it down at every turn. Forget about the pipeline, the Keystone fight. Forget about chump change. That's bringing Canadian fuel down. Alaska is, is really where our future is. But no, but no, Biden is so dumb, and that's the only word for it, that he allowed the crazy culture warriors, the crazy climate change people, to dictate American energy policy. How insane is this? Are you talking about a war crime? My God, there's no way alternative energy can fuel this country. Now, that's not to say you don't try to develop, it. of course you do. Let Elon Musk run wild with his electric vehicles. That's good, but you don't knock out the primary source of fuel for the American people, which is gasoline. You don't limit it now. You wait until the alternative technology is developed, which will be maybe in 15 years. And the stronger the alternative energy is, then you can bring down the gas, oil, and coal. But no. No, he had to be a virtue signaler. He had to be woke, by. And he has done so much harm to this country. And you're feeling it. I'm feeling it. He's got to go, all right? Now, you can't move him out, but this November, it's got to be a historic landslide for the Republicans. Has to be. Or, and you can tell your liberal friends this, or any of the lefties watching me right now, or, okay. America is going to get hurt worse than we're hurt now. So it's going to be five bucks a gallon by 4th of July. Four bucks now. That's what it's going to be. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe Biden. Okay, so let me give you some facts. Um, First of all, the oil, the gas, all right? It's up 11% gallon of gas um, in a week, 45% year to year. When Trump left office, the average price of a gallon of gasoline was about $2.30 a gallon. Now it's $4. Putin's, that's part of it, but as everybody knows, It was just going up steadily since Biden took office without Putin's doing this. Okay, food prices are up 21 percent year to year because the cost of fuel goes up. The transportation goes up. Food goes up. So Americans are getting squeezed. It doesn't matter, Joe, how many jobs you're creating. The salaries can't keep up with your screw up. You, Joe Biden, did it. Not Congress. You. By your executive orders. It's just really, uh, you know, you got to be honest about this. So I don't know. You know, when I talk to people, some of them know, some of them don't know. The people who don't pay attention, that's half the country. All right. They don't know anything. But they do know that they're paying more for everything they want. So maybe that will focus them into the bigger picture. Maybe. So. This rise in price, this inflation is going to doom Joe Biden and the Democratic Party, in my opinion. However, after the State of the Union last Tuesday, six days ago, there was a poll by NPR, PBS, bogus poll, um, 33 percent Democrat, 27 Republican, 38, you know, six point deficit. Do you approve or disapprove of the job Joe Biden is doing? Approve 47, disapprove 50. Bull. It's bull. It's just a crooked poll. And you're going to see his poll numbers, Biden's poll numbers, go back down into the 30s by, let's see, it's uh, approaching St. Patrick's Day. I'd say by Mother's Day, Biden will be at historic lows. So this Putin thing is going to pass. It will. I don't think it's going to expand into a NATO shoot war, but again, I was wrong about Putin invading Ukraine, so keep that in mind, okay? Um, But I don't think that this Putin thing is going to last that much longer. They'll have a ceasefire of some kind that that will happen. Then the stock market will go back up, but it's very fragile, you know, Don't do anything. I told you that last week, but be cautious, very cautious. But uh, summing up, if the midterm elections don't go the Republicans' way this time, then the Republican Party is is doomed, has to. This is horrible. Joe Biden is a terrible president. I think he could be the worst in history. James Buchanan somewhere is rooting for that because he's the worst right now. Trudeau, he's in trouble up there because of the trucker COVID stuff. um, Nanos Research Poll, N A N O S. Uh, How has the truckers' convoy protest influenced your opinion of Justin Trudeau? Improved it 20, worsened it 47, no impact 31. No impact, those are the Canadians who don't know. They're like the Americans. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you say I don't know in French, but if you do, that's what I'm getting at here. So Trudeau, I, you know, he could get called at any time by the House of Commons in Ottawa. If I were against Trudeau, I'd be kind of wanting that to happen. All right. The big uh, domestic story is Attorney General Bill Barr, William Barr who worked under Donald Trump, as you know. So he has a book out. So about a week ago, I asked my crack staff, get me that book. Okay. Usually when we ask a publisher or a publicist or something for a book, we get it because if I mention the book on the air, on radio and television, it sells a lot of copies. All right. It's always been that way. Smart people, or watching the no-spin news and listen to the O'Reilly radio. Smart people do that. If you're stupid, you don't watch me because you just don't know what I'm talking about. All right. So this is for advanced thinkers, our news agency, and advanced thinkers read. OK, they're not texting about what kind of socks they have on all day long. So anyway, we didn't get the book. I thought that was so strange. Now, I have supported Bill Barr in the past. I think he is an honest man. I do. Is he a political player in Washington? Yes, he is. Would I call him a swamp creature? No. No, I think he's got traditional values that he adheres to. Was it a bad mix, him and Donald Trump? Terrible mix. All right, because Barr is a Washington creature and Trump hates Washington. And Trump says stuff all over the, t- all over the place, you know, then, and then an hour later he's taking it back and it's all emotion. Whereas Barr, no emotion. It's like methodical down the line. So anyway, he writes this book and then he gives NBC News um, the first crack at the interviews. Why did he give NBC News when he knows it's a left-wing uh, enterprise? The whole Comcast Corporation is left-wing and they run NBC. Why do you do that? Because he got a double dip on it. He got uh, a Lester Holt interview in primetime. That was yesterday. And then he got a Today Show interview this morning. So, you know, I know how to market books, obviously. um, And that's a good hit. You get two hits like that for your book. You're going to go to number one on Amazon and probably on the other book lists as well. Okay, so um, the first soundbite was with Mr. Holt last night. Go. Do you think that President Trump was responsible for what happened here ultimately? I do think he was responsible in the broad sense of of that word and that it appears that part of the plan was to send this group, many of them were obviously rowdy and seemed to be dressed for conflict, send them up to the Hill. I think the whole idea was to intimidate Congress. And I think that that was wrong. But that's as far as Bill Barr will go. This man accused so many times of protecting the former president says he is still just calling it like he sees it. And he sees no crime by the president here. I haven't seen anything to say he was legally responsible for it in terms of incitement. Okay, so let's deal with uh, Mr. Barr's assertion that uh, Trump is responsible in a broad sense of what happened at the Capitol on January 6th. Okay. Donald Trump, and I know this to be true. I mean, and you know I have access to Donald Trump. More access than any other journalist ever. All right? I spent, you know, in December we did four shows together. So Donald Trump believed that the election was fraudulent. What he and Bill Barr should have done was appoint a special counsel right away to look at the various allegations around the country. Because as you may know, the states are responsible for what happens in the election. And some of the states, i.e. Pennsylvania, that's the big one, okay, weren't going to do an investigation. They just wasn't they weren't going to do it because they knew the the law was uh not upheld in Pennsylvania before the vote but they knew it so Pennsylvania wasn't going to look at Philadelphia and it wasn't going to do anything meaningful when that happens the federal government has to step in and could have easily stepped in because remember it was a Republican Congress then okay did and appointed a special counsel. That's what Barr should have done. Instead, he came out and he says, yeah, there are fraudulent things that took place. Barr did say that. But it's the states that have got to sort it out. No. Okay? No. A federal special counsel should have been appointed about two weeks after the election because Trump was going nuts around fraud. And he had enough circumstantial evidence. Trump did, to squawk. I saw it. I would have squawked too if I had been Donald Trump. However, what Trump decided to do was put Giuliani and Sidney Powell in charge of the investigation, which was insane. They had no credibility. They had no subpoena power. They had no authority. They had nothing other than running around the media saying stuff. Barr saw that, all right? He saw this. He calls it a clown show. All right. He saw it and he knew it wasn't going anywhere. He knew Giuliani and Powell weren't going to get anywhere and they didn't. All right. He also knew there wasn't fraud on the election machines because he sent FBI out to certain locales to look at the machines. And then they analyzed the ticket. Was there did the Republicans get slaughtered on all these tickets by the Dominion machines? No. No. There was a difference in many of the places between what Trump got and what the down ticket people got. So it's not like Barr just said, I'm not going to look at this. He did some stuff, but he didn't do what he should have done, which was go to Trump and say, we need a special counsel. That's what should have happened. And Bill Barr is responsible for not making that happen because Trump would have done it. He would have. Okay. Okay. We all get this. You all understand. If you write me a letter saying that uh, I know there was fraud and you're living in Montana, I'm going to just I'll read the letter respectfully. I always do. But come on. You know, to this day. No evidence that would hold up in a federal court, which is what you need, has been produced. None. That there was massive fraud that would have overturned the election. All right. Second soundbite. So Barr goes on with Savannah Guthrie. Look, I like Savannah. She's a nice woman. Is she going to get her Ph.D. in political science anytime soon? No, she is not. Roll the tape. Well, I certainly have made it clear I don't think he should be our nominee, and I'm going to, you know, support somebody else for the nomination. But if he is the nominee and you have your choices, Donald Trump or whoever's running on the Democratic side, would you vote for him? Uh, because I believe that the, the greatest threat to the country is the progressive agenda being pushed by the Democratic Party. It's inconceivable to me that I wouldn't vote for the Republican nominee. Now, that's an honest play by, by Barr. Now, Barr doesn't like Trump because Trump calls him all kinds of names now. And he disparages him. And this is the same old story. Okay? It's the same old thing. And we've seen it over and over and over again. But he's honest enough to say, and it's true, the progressive agenda is the most dangerous thing for America. Okay. John Stewart. Uh, he's around again and he's lamenting the media roll the tape
1: i was gonna say uh <laughs> almost everything that i believe and advocated for didn't come to pass and probably got worse so you could almost say maybe i disengaged at exactly the right time and gave the world a chance
0: okay so um stewart's got a podcast or something i don't know what he's got but when he said that um that he uh, what, what everything he wanted. I look back on the rumble between O'Reilly and Stewart 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, nine and a half years ago. And I found a clip that's really fascinating because it's exactly the same today as it was nine and a half years ago. Roll it. What do you think is the most fundamental problem with the public political discourse? Stewart. <laughs>
1: Honestly, I think, I think we've lost our ability to, uh, to, to problem solve, but that we're having the wrong conversation in this country, that the conversation we're having in this country is about a fundamental clash of civilizations when I think we have basically agreed that we're a social democracy, like whether you want to get around it or not, this isn't a conversation between freedom and tyranny and capitalism and socialism. And until we lose that artifice and begin to concentrate on making, I, I think, I want government, I don't want it gone, I want it better. I want it more efficient, I want it accountable.
0: The problem is that. (laughs) By the way, I have no idea what you just said, but the problem with the discourse deal. You went to Harvard, dude. I know. I had the same problem there. What? (laughs) The problem with the discourse deal is capitalism. That's the problem with it because the problem with the discourse um, situation in America is capitalism. Listen to me and follow closely. You can make a lot of money by being an assassin. A lot of money. And you either right wing or left wing, all right? You go in and you're a hater, radio, cable, in print, whatever, you get paid. And there's a people who do that and they go in They don't even believe half the stuff they say, and they just rip it up, and they get paid a lot of money. And that has coarsened everything. They're phonies. Um, And capitalism drives that. There are people, Americans, who want to hear hate, and they hate it. They hear it. And that has just blown it all up. It's the same then as now. It's worse now, though. It's worse now because now you have cancel culture. And that has really changed everything. All right, this day in history, March 7, 1936, Hitler reoccupies the Rhineland, sends 20,000 troops to violate the Treaty of Versailles, which ended World War I. Um, In that treaty, Germany was not to occupy or have any authority in the Rhineland, which provided a buffer between Germany and France and Belgium and Holland. Hitler said, hey, blank you. I'm not obeying this treaty. And zipped right in there on March 7th, 1936. That's exactly what Putin did. All right? So Putin violated the Budapest uh, Memorandum. It was signed on December 5th, 1994. It guaranteed Ukraine's security as a nation if Ukraine gave up its nukes, which Ukraine did. Putin signed it. And then he invades Ukraine. Just like Adolf invaded Rhineland. History repeats itself. Quick break back with a Good Mail segment and a final thought about Joy Behar. Everything is expensive these days. You know that the government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
1: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All
0: right, let's get to the mail. I'm going to whip through this because we've got a lot of letters. Sandy, concierge member. Thank you, Sandy. I wonder why we aren't hearing a monetary aid going to Poland, Hungary, Moldova to help take care of the Ukrainian refugees. There'll be plenty of aid going to those countries. Don't worry about it, Sandy. Bob Wank, Hancock, Michigan. Do you agree Putin should not be telling Russia? Do you agree Biden should not be telling Russia that we would never fight in Ukraine? He's telling NATO that. I know it looks like he's telling Putin, but he wanted to calm NATO down, and that's why he said it. I wouldn't have said it. Raymond Concierge, member, you called it, Bill, when you said Putin would not do anything until the Olympics were over, spot on. Yes, I was, and it partially makes up for the invasion mistake. Uh, Daniel Roberts, New York City, do you believe the USA is working covertly to assassinate President Putin? It's a law here, we can't assassinate foreign leaders. However, we might be able to help somebody who isn't an American. Not an easy thing to do. Thomas Jursack, Fort Wayne, Indiana administration, says gas prices are not related to the executive action by Biden. You have stated the opposite, O'Reilly. Can you present facts to back up your opinion? Yes, I can. (laughs) All right. When Trump left off his gas, $2.30 on average, a gallon. Now? Now? Four bucks. There's your backup. Uh, Phil, I think Biden has blood on his hands and he canceled most of our oil drilling and started buying from Russia. No, we were buying from Russia long before Biden was there. But he did cancel a lot of the oil. And that's ridiculous. Jeff. Yes, Bill, the corruption of the press has proven to be even more harmful than I thought at first. I've been t- banging that drum. That's why I use that, that uh, Stewart clip. Donna Funk, Yunkers, New York. My heart goes out to the Ukrainian people. I would like to donate to their aid. Can you recommend a place where I can send my money? I cannot. It's too soon. I don't know these organizations. They're everywhere. I mean, you just go online, Donna. You just Google Ukrainian donations. They'll all pop up. Do I know if there are any? No, I don't know. Too soon. Linda Cordenier, St. Mary's, Ohio. Mr. O, I thought for sure you would mention Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton in your top 10 evil people. They don't come close. I mean, I think Pelosi's evil. I do. And that's my moral failing, probably. But Pelosi and Clinton, come on, look at the people I put up there. Jeez. Andrew Zabo, St. Petersburg, Florida. Bill, on Wednesday, February 24th, you mentioned that you are done with progressives, but we'll talk to liberals all day long. Can you please explain the difference? Progressives hate America. That's the difference. They want to blow it all up. Liberals, as Jon Stewart, just wants to make it better. Richard Forientino, Deer Park, New York, out on Long Island. Bill, you're 100% right about Jill Biden. She's a gatekeeper. When the president was asked about abortion and was struggling to answer, Jill came over and led him away. Good observation. Very good. Steve DeFitch, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, been following you since post 9-11. Your March 2nd newscast was the best I've ever heard. Thank you very much. We put a lot of work into this, Steve. A lot of work. Stuart Gans, Grapevine, Texas, just renewed my premium membership for BillOReilly.com. I've been a premium member since 2018. Thank you for doing what you do for all of us. I look forward to the no-spin news every day. Stuart, we are proud to have you as a concierge member, premium member. As, I think he's a premium member. All right, uh, touts real quick. I'll be at uh, the Genesee Theater March 31st, Waukegan, Illinois. Going to be a blast. I hope you get there. Um, buy some of our mugs. You'll love them. Uh, the best mugs in the world, okay? And word of the day, do not be a plonker. New word. P-L-O. N-K-E-R. Don't be a plonker. Back with J Bo- back with Joy Behar. In a moment. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry,
1: sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, here's the final thought of the day. It's a quick one. Joy Behar fell down last week. Go. Chairs move, These you touch it, and, and, and you're on the ground. It's happened to all of us at one time 25 years, that has never happened. <laughs> all right, I have to say, when I saw Joy's butt hit the floor, I, I was kind of a little happy. Not good. Not good, not good. And then I went, oh, Riley, come on. You're an Irish-American. We don't do that. Somebody falls down, gets embarrassed, we don't celebrate that even if we don't like them. And I don't like her at all. But I'm not happy she fell down. All right. I'm just not going to go into those precincts. I'm not going to do it. We are so glad you watched us and listened to us tonight. We'll see you tomorrow.